Nothing But The Words, episode number 64. Is your life memoir worthy? Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. I hope your week and your writing are going well. Even though I've been writing professionally for more than two decades now, I still study writing. Whether I try to or not, I learn something from every book I read. And as you can imagine, I read a lot. You probably do too if you're listening to this podcast. I also intentionally study writing. And I stumbled across an article that said something along the lines of, everyone's story is not the stuff of memoir. Now, the author of this article was not rude at all. She made some very clear points. And I had to really stop and think about her position that not everyone's life is memoir worthy. So let's start with the fact that a memoir is not an autobiography. An autobiography is generally an account of a person's entire life up to the point that they write that autobiography. And in my opinion, very few people need to write an autobiography. It's rare that we as readers want to follow a person's life from the moment they were born (laughs) until they write their book. It's just not something most lives will stand up to. Side note, I know how tempting it can be to start your memoir with when and where you were born. Feel free to write that part, but then cut it before you go to print. Autobiographies, like biographies, are best reserved for those people who leave the world changed in really significant ways. They're for people who, for better or worse, change the landscape of our culture. They're for the people whose lives we want to study in detail to get an understanding of how they came to be great leaders or transformative artists or even the murderous evildoers of their time. Those are the kinds of people who might consider writing autobiographies, although an evildoer is probably going to lie. So maybe we stick to the biographies for them. Remember, a memoir is not meant to be your whole life story. A memoir tells the story from your point of view and based on your recollection of events of a season in your life or a particular theme that has reoccurred throughout your life. I don't believe that everyone should write a memoir either, but I believe that everyone who has a desire to write a memoir should do it. If you're thinking about writing your story, then at some point you have to ask yourself a question. The question you have to ask is, is my story enough? Is it enough for a book? Is it enough to interest people and carry them from page one to page 200 or whatever the case may be? I have yet to meet anyone who hasn't had an experience or a season of life that was memoir worthy. You could write a memoir of your childhood spent going on auditions because your father wanted you to be a star. You could write a coming of age memoir that delves into your adolescence and young adulthood and shows us the moment you left behind the innocence of youth. You could write a memoir about the one summer you spent studying abroad during your college years and how you spent more time in bars and cafes than you did in the classroom. You could write a professional memoir that covers a pivotal time in your career. You could write a parenthood memoir or a memoir of your time spent caring for your elderly parents. The possibilities are endless. Even if you look at your life story and think, hey, it's actually pretty ordinary, my life is, I think, pretty ordinary, I'm betting you still have moments that could make a memoir. If you want to write your story, but you have some doubts about whether your story is memoir worthy, I invite you to consider the following five questions. 
Question number one, are you willing to tell the truth about yourself, even if it's unflattering? We all have unflattering moments, but I'll tell you straight up, I'm not willing to tell all that truth. I don't like to say never, but in all likelihood, I will never write a memoir. There are just certain parts of my life I prefer to keep private, and many of those parts would need to be in my memoir in order for it to be any good. So a memoir is probably not for me. I'm not saying you have to share all your sins and secrets to write a good memoir. Definitely not. You want to choose judiciously what you include and what you leave out. But a memoir that presents a sanitized version of who you really were during that time of your life is not going to be any good. Readers can smell that kind of disingenuousness wafting from the pages. If you want to write a book that makes you look like a saint, then I suggest you skip the memoir. (laughs) None of us have sainted lives. Well, I shouldn't say none, but most of us do not have sainted lives. But if you're willing to be honest about some of your relevant mistakes and bad choices, you may indeed want to write a memoir. Question number two, can you look at parts of your story with a sense of humor? We all have parts of our past that just are not funny. Thinking about losing one of my closest friends to a random gunshot that came through the living room window and ended her life while she was watching a telenovela is never going to elicit a laugh from me. But the best memoirs evoke a wide range of emotions in the reader, and that includes humor. I can look back on the process I went through in buying a wedding dress while I was five months pregnant and laugh at that, my friend. It was not funny to me at the time. (laughs) I was under a lot of pressure. I was a college student. I had less than 200 bucks to spend. I had not even told most of my family members, I have a huge family, that I was having a baby. But looking back, I can see myself in the downstairs room of a seamstress's house. It's dark. There's not a lot of light on there. She's, I'm pretty short and she's even shorter than I am. And she's trying to alter this wedding gown that my aunt gave me. A gown which was probably cursed, by the way, because my aunt's engagement ended in a lifetime movie sort of way, and that's why she had a dress to give me, brand new, never worn. That whole scene with the seamstress trying to find a nice way to tell me she cannot make this dress fit my expanding belly is pretty funny in hindsight. It is. Wasn't funny at the time, but I can definitely look back and laugh at it now. Your memoir does not have to be a humorous book, but if your story is fairly dark, It's a breath of fresh air for readers to be able to chuckle with you. Question number three, do you own your story? By that, I mean, do you take responsibility for some or all of your story? Now, don't misunderstand me. We've all been victimized to some degree or another at some point in our lives. You do not own that. And you can definitely share those stories. But very few people want to read a straight victim story. That's just depressing. Obviously, if you're writing about your childhood, we recognize that you had very little control over your life at that time, right? So if you were victimized, abused, neglected, what have you in your childhood, you can write about that. You can be very, very honest about that. But even children find moments of agency, moments of light, moments of laughter, and you want to share those too. That's part of owning your story. You don't just focus on the dark. You also bring in the light, however small it may be. We've all at some point experienced bullying, neglect, abuse. Most of us have been on the receiving end of some kind of racism, sexism, homophobia, and other discrimination, but that's never the whole story. And if you're writing about moments in your adulthood, a big part of owning your story is telling us what you did about those things. 
It doesn't mean that you were fighting back in the moment. It doesn't mean that you somehow turn the tables on your victimizer, right? It doesn't have to be so dramatic. This is not a comic book, but we do want to see how you took what you experienced and what you did with that. Question number four, what's different about your story? Now, there are hundreds of memoirs about people immigrating to a new country. There are hundreds of memoirs about abused kids and bad marriages and athletes who became business owners. So what's different about your story? This can be a scary question because you might not have the answer right away. You might not discover the distinguishing factors about your story until you've done quite a bit of writing. But the good news is that it's always there. So if you go into a bookstore or a library or you jump online and start looking for memoirs similar to yours, don't freak out. There are likely to be many, many, many of them. And that's okay. You probably want to read some of them at some point, but you want to figure out what is different about your story. There's always something. It could be the combination of events. It could be the sequence of events. It could be what you did with those events. There's always something different. And question number five, our last question, what have you learned from your story? If you haven't learned anything, my friend, well, you've learned something. (laughs) You may not be able to articulate it right away. and That's okay. That's one of those things you may also begin to understand better as you do the writing, but you do have to share with us some of what you've learned. When you write your memoir, you are reflecting on a period of time that has already passed in your personal or professional history. That's why I encourage my clients, if they're in the middle of going through something, if they're in the middle of a difficult divorce, if they're in the middle of trying to repair their marriage, if they're in the middle of overcoming bankruptcy, it may not be time to write the memoir about that situation yet. You haven't had a chance to get on the other side of it. You haven't had a chance to get some distance and some clarity and to be able to draw your own insights from it. That doesn't mean you can't write about it. I highly encourage journaling about it processing it on the page, but don't try to write the memoir until you get on the other side. As readers, we want to know what you learned from those moments. You don't have to be a guru now. You don't have to have all the answers on the topic, but we do want to know what insights you gleaned. We want to know how your experience changed you, and that includes what you learned. You know, in truth, not everyone is called to write a memoir. I am not called to write a memoir. (laughs) Maybe in my old age, at some point, I'll look back and say, okay, fine, I'll write the memoir now. But I don't think so. I don't think that's my calling. But in my experience, and I do have quite a bit of it, everyone can find a memoir in their lives. As you peruse your life for that material, ask yourself those five questions. Are you willing to tell the truth about yourself, even if it's unflattering? Can you take a look at parts of your story with a sense of humor? Are you ready to own your story? What's different about your story and what have you learned from your story? That's all for this episode, my friends. For more writing tips and inspiration, follow me on Instagram at Candace L. Davis. And if you're wondering if your story would make a great memoir, DM me and we can talk about it. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author, Coach Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time. 